These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened. And I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And then she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Oh, man, it feels really pressured when we... <laughs> And I'm like, oh, it's now time to start. Go. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's been quite a long time since we spoke last time. Um, in fact, it's long enough ago that I can't quite remember um, when it was. I mean, it was definitely last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I guess we could kind of start off this episode by maybe having a little bit of a catch up with some of the stuff that you've been up to and kind of leading into um, the topics that we're going to talk about in this episode, which are a bit about the uh, Keep Talking Mental Health, uh, some of the UK stuff that's been going on with Mental Health Awareness Week, um, and just generally chatting a little bit about um, kind of the stuff that we do around podcasts as well. So what other stuff have you been up to, Rebecca? Well, you know, I've I've been struggling a little bit in my life, to be honest with you. And um, I've kind of been just taking it, you know, minute by minute every day and, and seeing how I feel and how the day pans out and what I can accomplish in that day. Mm. And sometimes, you know, I just kind of have to throw in the towel and say, today's not my day. But, um, you know, my father passed away a year ago. And, you know, that's been a big stumbling block for me. Mm. Uh, you know, he was he was older, but when he went into the hospital, we had no idea that he was going to pass. Uh, it kind of came as as a shock to all of us. And, and, you know, we were all right by his side when it when it happened. And, you know, it it's it, it was very painful. And it's it's really, like I said, been a stumbling block for me. But. Uh, thankfully I, I do have, you know, some, some things that I can, that I can focus on that are more positive. Like, you know, my relationship with my husband is, Mm -hmm. is, is fantastic. You know, there's, I, I can't imagine anyone else in my life. There's, there's nobody more perfect for me and, um, he's wonderful and, he takes really good care of me and, and, you know, I'm just so grateful for that. 
And uh, during the course of, gosh, I think it's been over a year now. I can't even remember how long ago it was that I, I created my hashtag. But, mm. you know, um, it's been a while. <laughs> and, um, you know, it was it's, I went on to that website, twubs, T-W-U-B-S dot com. Mm. And what you do is you put in your hashtag that you're that you would like to use and they'll come back and tell you whether or not anybody else has registered that hashtag. Okay. Yeah. So I, I went in there and, and my first thought was just the, the phrase keep talking. Mm. Uh, because I felt like that could be more, more open, you yes. know, to, to various types of, of, you know, causes per se. Mm. And, uh, that was used obviously already so i just typed the mh on the end there and bingo that was it and uh you know it, it went crazy from there it's 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 really well known now it, it's used all over the place you know i've got famous people that use it so that's like super exciting for me hmm. and you know i'm just really 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 happy about the progress that it's made like you say i've seen it pop up in a few things and they're completely unrelated to anything that mm-hmm. I kind of see you talking about or you're involved in. And, that, and that's the, the reach of of having, uh, I, yeah, I guess, a hashtag. I was going to say for lack of a better term, but I guess that is it really. Um, mm-hmm. That actually people can engage in that conversation and they see it and they can get involved. And you've got people that are doing their own events or conversations or activities and they're actually trying to, sort of spread the message of what they're doing through that as well and I think that's that's really good and it shows um the the reach and the involvement in that conversation that you've started and uh to see it alongside some of the other hashtags that are used as well and again really popular um well known and well used um tags that are easy for people to access and find out about what's going on and and also a very um clear and commonsensical hashtag as well i know (laughs) sometimes you get involved with different chats and you're like how has this hashtag become the one that people are using and right right when you get certain abbreviations and things like that that don't always make sense unless you're told oh this is what it's for um Mm -hmm. and i think that can be really important as well so that's really good that it's nice and clear and i guess that comes from having some of those um, people that are involved in different niche areas, but also celebrities and people like that, kind of using it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been really exciting, and and like you said, it's it's obvious. It's you know, it, it it's it's a it's an obvious phrase. I mean, mm-hmm. people have been saying it for a long time. It's not like I'm out there thinking, well, I'm the first person who ever said this, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it it just made sense mm. and uh like i said i'm really glad that it's being used because it's it's an important message i think so and i think i'm kind of interested if you're happy to talk about it as well like how you feel being someone that kind of helps to start conversations and encourages other people to have conversations about mental health especially when you lose a family member how difficult that can be and how it kind of shows that actually we're we're all affected by mental health at different stages in our lives. And did you feel more kind of able to talk about certain things or 
more aware of the support that's available to you if you needed it? Well, you know, um, it, it, it made me, it, it gave me more momentum, I think, to, to talk about things that were going on with me and to see that, you know, it, it was resonating with other people was just, you know, really important for me. It, it made me feel really good. Like it's all I ever wanted when I came out and started talking about my story and my life was to resonate with other people and to help them get, get through their struggles as well, you know, and the kind of feedback and, and support that I've, I've received has been amazing. I mean, there have been days when I've, I've gone on Twitter and just said, today is a terrible day and you know I'm, I'm not gonna pull any punches about this it's a terrible day I don't know what I'm gonna do and and the amount of feedback that I've gotten from people uh just you know over a two-day period is just it's amazing and I'm so grateful for the platform to be able to reach out to these people and you know return the favor so to speak mm. you know when i when i'm feeling better and, and more able you know to to help them through their struggles and i think that's a big thing as well isn't it? it's like you say it's the the honesty of of our struggles of our experiences and things like that online that really kind of help to get those conversations going and some people feel a lot easier about um, having those conversations in that environment rather than um, kind of being face to face with someone and being that first step can be a really big thing. Uh, right. Have there been, I think you kind of hinted that there have, um, people that have spoken to you that maybe are struggling to find resources or support in the, in the physical world, as it were? Mm-hmm. Yes, I've, I, I hear from people you know, somebody at least once a week that's that's struggling uh, to find the kind of help that they need and, um, you know, questions about what they should do next. Or, or even people will come to me and say, you know, I want to get myself out there like you have. Can you can you tell me what steps I need to take to become a better advocate or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. And and, uh, you know, I may not always have answers for them, but I'm always upfront and honest about, you know, the the deal and, and the road and, you know, what path you should take. And, um, and so that's another thing that, that I, f- I forgot to mention. I just yesterday signed up to uh, be a listener on the Seven Cups of Tea website. Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah. So... Um, the first day, I'm not going to lie, the first day was a little bit uh, overwhelming, mm. you know, because you, uh, it was very surprising. I got done with the training, and in, within a couple of minutes of getting done with the training, somebody messaged me and wanted to talk to me. Oh, wow. And I was kind of like, I, uh, e- <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I've just put down the training manual. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a bit surprising you know I didn't want to say no because Mm. you know you don't know what they're going through and if you know you'll be able to refer them to somebody else's you know quickly or or what have you so um 
Yeah, it's it's the whole process has been really, really amazing. There's there's bad days where, you know, maybe I get a, a message from somebody that's, you know, not very nice and that kind of bums me out for a while. But, it, you know, in the end, I'm I'm generally grateful for, like I said, the platform that I have. I think that's really good as well to sort of draw attention to that some of those I guess opportunities to be involved as well we um like you said I've had people before kind of sort of say oh how do you get into um doing certain things or podcasting or stuff like that and I think that's really cool and it's it's really good to see more people kind of have an interest and get started with that but also I hadn't really thought I don't think probably as much as of you described is actually signposting to um volunteering opportunities and um places where you can um really get involved and actually help people directly um through those types of, of listening services or um even you can do sort of peer-to-peer support volunteering and stuff like that at mental health charities and mm-hmm. there's always some sort of fundraising that needs support as well and um is that something that we don't really think of or signpost to as much as maybe we could do you know uh, I think that there's a certain line where people are I hope this doesn't offend anybody but I've noticed that there's a a certain amount of advocacy that people want to do Um, they don't want to go out of their comfort zone Hmm. and you know maybe take it a, a, a step further. And I can understand that because there's there's days where, you know, I don't want to, to deal with anything else but what I've got going on in, you know, my own backyard. I, I can't even think of anything else but what troubles I'm dealing with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think it's, it's a struggle for people to... There's a difference between really wanting to be a, a an advocate and a positive role model and really get out there and help people and actually doing it you know and like i said i think there's a certain line where we get kind of hung up in our our abilities so, you know what it, what we're able to do with with the platform that we have um so I don't know if that answers your question, but <laughs> <laughs> not really. No, <laughs> I think I think you're right though, because it is about. I think it's about identifying the different ways that people can get involved, but also, like you say, it's it's recognizing what um, may be more difficult or more achievable for certain people, um, and actually what they want to do. Like you say, some people might really want to be a, a, an advocate in ways of of talking through through blogging or writing um but don't want to be um i guess engaged in a two-way conversation that they want to say look i'm happy to share my story and encourage other people to come forward and and talk about their experiences or seek support but i don't feel able to or i don't want to kind of be involved in in a discussion with someone because i'm not ready for that and i think that's right. o- that's okay as well um I guess it's it's that kind of I don't know just start I guess it's about 
having the conversation in the first place and working out what people would like to or feel able to do and again are we left in that situation where we're like oh you're trying to make assumptions about what someone wants to do or is able to do without actually just talking to someone mm-hmm. potentially yeah, exactly. potentially mm-hmm. i don't know um i can't remember um like i said it's, it's so long ago now and because it's been so long ago i don't mind asking again um <laughs> we've spoken a little bit about um the keep talking mental health and keep talking mh kind of hashtag and I think we've spoken a lot about kind of how it's grown and kind of where you are now with a lot of success and a lot of reach. Um, I don't know if you're happy to kind of just almost tell us a little bit about how you kind of started off with that and what it was like at the beginning. Uh, We kind of talked about the process of you finding and making sure no one else was using that. But what was it like as you started to use the hashtag and there would have been a lot more, there would have been a lot less kind of engagement or awareness of that? Well, the, at the very beginning, it was there were times when it was a little bit kind of overwhelming, and you know, it, gosh, am I ever going to be able to get this off the off the ground or what have you? Um, it was a lot of begging, <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, will you use this, please, kind of thing. And um, the first one of the first things I did was reach out to, you know, celebrities online that I knew had some kind of attachment to mental health, whether or not they've come out and said that they are dealing with certain mental illness or they've just, you know, even just retweeted something. And so I reached out to several people and when more well-known people started to like, you know, Kevin Smith Mm. tweeted it for me. Um, AJ Lee, the former uh, oh, WWE wrestler yes. tweeted it for me, you know, and she's got her book um, crazy is my superpower out. Mm. So, you know, she's um, very attached to the mental health field. Um, you know, uh, actors from the TV show, Mike and Molly and, you know, just different people like that. Mm. And, um, you know, then I started to feel like, Hey, maybe, maybe I can do this. Maybe this will be, successful and and you know it started to catch on and the first few days i was like wow you know that's you know 50 people that that's a lot you know mm-hmm. and then the next day it was 100 people and the next day it suddenly i couldn't keep track anymore <laughs> and um you know i have my i have an app set up on my on my page to retweet anytime anybody uses that oh, okay um but it only it only does it for so many, I think something like 20 or something um, posts. So then I have to follow back behind it and, and, and keep do up. a yeah. right, do a search and, and, and find the rest of the people that are using it <laughs> so I can retweet it. So it, it's it's a you know, it's quite an event every day when I'm online for two hours trying to <laughs> retweet all the messages. <laughs> But you know, I'm I'm grateful for it. I think it's I think it's amazing. So I'm very happy about it. That's really good, and I think it is so much about kind of getting that conversation going and sharing people in that as much as possible. Um, last last week, I don't know if it will be last week when we release the episode, but last week as we're talking, um, we had uh, Mental Health Awareness Week in the UK, and. Uh, I took part in some activities 
for a mental health charity by going out into the community and talking to people about services and mental health generally and um i found it really interesting that at certain times you really could um kind of almost just sit back and let the people that kind of come over just talk amongst themselves and uh it was really i think it sort of provided or empowered them to feel like actually we can stand here and have this conversation about um the times that we've struggled or that we still struggle the resources that were useful or that really weren't um and you kind of provide that space even just with a table and a tablecloth and i think there's so much that you can kind of take from that and sort of say well actually is a very similar thing happens online where we use a shared uh account or hashtag or way that we're communicating and keeping that conversation going and i think we've seen it before a lot with um like the twitter conversations and chats and stuff like that and it's about providing that space to let people kind of go sometimes and mm-hmm. hopefully by the more people kind of creating those different spaces and, and areas that actually we get to a stage where we say in okay it's not going to happen but in five years well we don't have to have those special tables or special chats or um, people will just feel able to kind of sit down with someone and say do you know what I'm struggling at the moment and um, be able to talk about the different experiences or support that's available uh i guess that's the dream isn't it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that would that would definitely sum it up you know mm. um what we're all working towards that one day this is just a a normal conversation that you know we don't have to to fight to get our thoughts heard i've heard a uh another mental health charity talk about it's really interesting because i've had a few people sort of sell themselves in this way but never many and um part of their talk was uh we we really want to encourage people to talk about mental health and and signpost to services essentially what they want to do um and they said our our ambition is to make ourselves defunct and not needed um Mm. and i was like yeah, I guess that is what a lot of us want to do or work towards. Um, mm-hmm. It's just really interesting to kind of hear someone put it like that and say, look, <laughs> we're working towards a world where actually we are not needed. Um, right. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting to hear someone put it like that because you just, you do get a little bit, oh, it's that's never going to happen. It's always going to be a struggle. Um, and I think it's okay to think like that. But it's also really cool to hear someone else with a different sort of mindset and go, look, we're here, we need to do this, we're going to do this, and our aim is to get to a certain place and for us not to be needed. And I was just like, oh, that's really, it's kind of quite uplifting and interesting, like I say, to hear that because it's something I've heard one, two, maybe three times at most, um, but people just generally don't talk about um, getting to the stage where that service is no longer needed. Yeah, that that I hadn't even thought about that to be honest with you, that that perspective and mm. it's definitely uh, you know I I would love for there to be a, a time when I don't need to tell my story anymore, you know I can just get on with my life and you know yeah. <laughs> and, and do do whatever is supposed to be next for me and mm. um, you know but I I would never stop doing it until it 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 was 
the, the point where it was necessary to stop yeah. doing it, you know. Yeah. Um, but and I think it, there'll always be an aspect to um, talking about certain things. And um, I mean, that we there's people that go around and talk about the importance of taking part in sport. Well, I hate to break it to you, but a shitload of people take part in sport. <laughs> like, <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty popular. Um, but there are still people that go around and talk about that. And I think that's it's also kind of identifying the different ways that you would work. At, okay, yeah, we wouldn't be... Um, we would maybe be signposting to different services or working more as kind of, I guess, more motivational speakers or something like that. But um, we don't live in that world and I we're not going to anywhere soon mm-hmm. yeah i i would agree with you on that mm. that's definitely like i said not not a perspective that i considered before no. now but um i know last week that there was a a couple of kind of really interesting points that kind of came up for me that i've not really spoken to anyone yet about just because i haven't had a, t- a chance to really like well think about it or talk to anyone really um but um a couple of the things that really came up were uh, parents talking about their children, um, children being between sort of 10 to 15, um, their children struggling with mental health and how best to uh, kind of get involved or support that or them. Um, But also older people speaking about their experience of having been hospitalized um, previously and now being reluctant to talk about the extent to which they're affected by mental health because they don't want to be put in that situation again. And I don't know if those two things are something that you've really come across before or if you've got any views on those two things. Yeah, um, I've got definitely a perspective as as an older person, <laughs> you know, having uh, been hospitalized and what have you. I definitely have have that perspective um as far as as far as parents and their their kids go uh, it's a little a little murky for me because i'll be honest with you my parents were not i'm not saying that they didn't support me or they were you know terrible people or anything but they didn't really understand Hmm. um what exactly it was that i was going through and they they especially didn't understand things like self-harm and it it wasn't a matter of me explaining it to them because no matter how much I did, they they still kind of had like a wall up where they just didn't want to understand it. Mm. And um, so it's it's tough for me if if a parent comes to me and wants advice or a kid wants advice on how to talk to their parents because you know I I, I don't have the best experience with it. So I you know I don't like I said I don't have the life experience to be able to impart all this wisdom on people but i give it a shot you Mm. know uh try to 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 help as much as i possibly can but as far as someone who's been hospitalized and um knows that whole deal that's for me that's uh you know everything that i've struggled with you know i i was hospitalized uh without my consent basically and it was a horrible, horrible place. And it it made me realize that I never want to ever go back there again. And it may, it's made me work a lot harder to find, you know, balance in my life. 
because it was such a horrific place. So that that perspective I'm I'm definitely in touch with as mm. but as far as you know parents and whatnot I I try to give the kind of support to people that whatever they need and you know just try not to muck it up too much <laughs> <laughs> I think it is I don't know I, I was really interested in the side of like um the, the the parent side of actually they were really open and like my child is struggling with and affected by this and I want to know how to help them more or access services and I really liked the side of they were prepared to talk about it and they were prepared to say that they uh, they were their child was being affected by a mental health illness and also they were prepared to talk about the effect that it could be starting to have on them as a parent and being in that kind of carer role for someone that is affected by a mental health illness and I think that was really cool as well just the openness of people to start to have those conversations was really good um the the having been hospitalized one was really difficult because it's not something I've experienced um and I totally understood the that mindset of if I share more um then I'm in danger of being put in a situation that I don't want to be put in mm-hmm. um but I really I don't know I guess I'm it's really sad to hear that hope because you hope that even if the process they've gone through hasn't been a good experience um that actually there was some benefit to it like they do feel that they have more coping skills or that they are able to better deal with um the illness that they're affected by um but in all honesty that's not really the feedback i kind of got from those people it really (laughs) was that actually whatever they'd whatever they had benefited from if anything had been undone by that negative process that they'd had of being forced into a certain situation um right and i found that really um really upsetting and really disappointing knowing how hard it is to access some services and thinking this person's got to a state to whoever's opinion that they need support and they Mm -hmm. need urgent support in the way that actually they can no longer cope with their life we now need to take over um and that experience hasn't been beneficial arguably in any way for that person um i just find really difficult to kind of understand why that happens yeah uh you know it's hard it's it's really difficult because like you said there there are people that you know may have learned certain coping mechanisms or Mm. you know have have a grasp on certain parts of their lives and but maybe they just don't have this this one you know element not working for them and now they've got to be hospitalized and whatever positivity they they felt towards their their growth or you know their healing process Mm. is now damaged by the hospitalization which like i've said before is is very much my situation Mm. you know um it's it's very painful and it's it's very sad that you know we're all out here trying to say it's okay for you to go get help but at the same time you kind of have to say but be careful who you get help from Mm. you know and that's um a very 
hard pill to swallow, I guess. You know, it's it's hard to to tell people to go do this when you know that there's a slight possibility that it might not even work out for them. It's it's not a foolproof plan. Yeah. It is really difficult. And I think um, one of the things that's loosely kind of linked to that is that I don't, again, this, the UK, US conversation here might get a bit mixed up, but um, <laughs> so we have like a, a, a uh, a GP like a general practitioner so like a, a local doctor that we would go to um mm-hmm. that's like our regular doctor and most of the time you don't actually see that GP you just go to the same practice um but when you go in the most uh surgeries now you can go in and you can ask for um the the mental health specialist GP that's that's available um and now on one hand i feel like oh that's great like if you go in and, and, and this is what you're struggling with there is someone that kind of specializes a, a little bit more in this that you can go and talk to that's great um but these are they're they're gps like it is meant to be they are meant to cover everything and if it's more serious then they sign post on so i kind of feel like there shouldn't be specialists that they should all be able to have um a conversation with you to identify and signpost where needed and i just i have really mixed feelings about you could go to the doctor but you might not be seeing the the appropriate person or the best person and um i struggle with that idea of kind of specialization at that really kind of local basic level i'm not i don't know if you have do you have something similar where that you have like a regular doctor that you see or um would you have a choice of saying, oh, I want to see a mental health specialist if you're just having um, like a drop-in appointment or something like that? No, you really don't. Um, if you go to your uh, general practice doctor, mm. uh, they you might get lucky and find someone that's willing to prescribe some mental health medications to you. Mm. Uh, but what usually ends up happening, which is exactly what happened in my case, was that um, the insurance companies kind of start telling them what they're allowed to prescribe. And at the time, what I was on, my doctor had to say that he prescribed it to me for sleep in order for the insurance company to pay for it. Oh, wow. And I have... I have a great doctor, a psychiatrist now, Mm. but it took me a good 20 years to find a good one. And I was struggling to find someone when I just went to my primary care doctor and said, you know, will you prescribe this stuff to me? And he was very, you know, "Uh, yeah, I guess so. But if, 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 you know, you, you start taking a turn for the worse, you've got to go find a psych doctor. Mm. So it wasn't available to me in in his facility at all. Uh, Every step of the way, I had to search and and find somebody new. Yeah, I think the the services are really different between the two countries. But actually, some of the issues, I think, around the knowledge or willingness of certain doctors to kind of be involved in those conversations or discuss that type of treatment is really quite similar where there is an avoidance of of really getting down to talking with people essentially um about what's going on which is a real shame yeah definitely 
Um, in a, a a massive segue into a different topic, <laughs> <laughs> we've we've, in all honesty, no link at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Um, we're also going to talk uh, a little bit about podcasts, and um, as we both have podcasts, um, I think it'd be really cool to kind of hear a little bit about. Um, how your podcast is going. We heard, I think, a lot last time about how you guys had got set up and how you'd come over from radio. Um, so kind of to get a bit of an update and, and how the last, um, I don't know, six months or so has been with the podcast. It's been great. It's been going really, really well. We're really happy with our network. You know, um, we're with uh, the Left of Straight Network, which is an LGBTQ network, and you know we're considered allies, and that's really really cool. We love that, um, and I think that we're we're doing everything that we wanted to do with it. We're having, you know, really important guests and and really really important conversations. Um, you know, we started out with my husband we it's like I said it's myself and my husband and he's of the position of of sort of the caregiver and I'm the one with with the uh bipolar disorder and all the myriad of other things that I've got going on <laughs> but he's the he's the caregiver and I'm the one with the condition the care receiver <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> and um you know it goes it goes really really well I'm I'm I you know, we've our listenership is quadrupled. Mm. <laughs> you know, we've we've had some really really big shows, and you know, every every week we're we're amazed and and humbled by the people that you know come to us and want to be on the show. And um, you know, it's great. It's it's working out really well for us. And the only complaint I have about the whole thing is is getting up on Saturday morning. Mm. <laughs> that's not my favorite thing to do. Yeah, that's it's not the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think um through I guess being involved with with previously the radio and now um podcast that you are um almost like self-trained in starting conversations and being able to hold those conversations around um sometimes quite general topics but also a lot of the time uh topics that actually a lot of people would shy away from usually it's it's been getting easier you know i i i struggled with it a bit at the beginning and i still have to do a lot of research mm -hmm. you know for whoever we're having on that saturday i you know, myself and my husband, we do all kinds of research about, you know, we check out their book and their website and their blog. And, you know, we have pre-interview questions that we send them so that we can formulate new questions on the day of the interview. And, um, you know, it's 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 gotten to the point where I can whip out the questions real quick and, it, you know, everything is everything is fine. Um, but like I said, I, I did struggle at the beginning because... You know, we, we aren't professional mm. podcasters, you know, um, just kind of amateurs working our, our way through it. So, um, 
it's gotten better. It's gotten better, and, and I think I'm doing a pretty good job with the questions. I think people are generally happy with uh, their, their you know, hour with us, and, mm. you know, that's all I can say. Oh, that's really cool. I was smiling and laughing in my head at the prep that you do <laughs> compared to the prep that I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that from a lot of people, and, and there are some people that are like, I can't believe you do it live. And uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's, it's, it's fun that way. There's, yeah. there's been some hangups with it being live, but it's also been a lot of fun that way. So I'd imagine you I would change a bit more it. engagement as well with people being aware that it's a live kind of process that's happening as well. And people's ability to kind of get involved with that is probably quite nice. Yeah, yeah, that that works out really well. I, I do do still think we have more listeners after, mm. you know, later on when they can listen to it on on their own. I think we've got more listeners than listen to it live. But mm. I I don't have the proof of that. But that's just what my my idea is on that yeah. whole thing. I suppose as well, just the way podcasts are, in the I think a lot of the time, I. I would say probably listening um, like just before I go to bed or if I'm if I'm going to be on the train or at lunchtime if I'm going on a walk and it's very much not anywhere near a time that I would be I guess interacting socially with anyone else. So right, would, exactly. It, yeah so I would be one of those people that would probably be listening at a later time and it's it's um I think a way that more people do listen to um, podcasts, and I think I had, what was I listening to the other day? It was a, a mental health like book club podcast, and I think I've only listened to a couple of episodes, but I was listening to one last week, and it was from, uh, I think it was like an early April episode <laughs> so mm -hmm. some of them like I'll listen to when there's like a particular episode that I happen to find or even some of the um, feeds that I'm subscribed to I won't necessarily listen to them when they come out like I'll have a spell like this week I've pretty much well the last probably 10 days I've only really listened to um, that one about the mental health book club um i think uh one comedy one and then the rest have been all like uk crime or american crime drama stuff and mm. um yeah it's been a big crime week um <laughs> and i can have <laughs> a couple of weeks where i listen to that and i get to a stage where i'm like nope gotta stop now <laughs> because i just start walking around thinking about horrible horrible things <laughs> like oh my god i've been too affected by the things i've listened to i just need to take a break now and listen to something that's a bit yeah. more relaxing or chilled out and um yeah i definitely think that's the cool thing about podcasts is that you can just kind of walk away and have it at a time that's convenient to you and um it was really interesting actually i spoke to someone a few months back and we were talking about radio shows and um they were talking about how um, essentially music was kind of killing radio to some extent. They said, oh, there's too many too many radio stations that play the same music. Um, so music is really damaging for radio and we need to push more uh, like broadcasters and presenters and and get characters onto the radio. And that's what people listen for. 
Mm-hmm. And I was thinking in my head, I was like, you've got to be joking. Because when I listen to the radio, I turn over when people start talking and I, I'll only really listen for music. Right. Um, I thought, well, what a strange thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then I was having the conversation with somebody else a couple of weeks later and I told them about this and they were like, yeah, but don't you listen to that podcast? And I'm like, I look at them, I'm like, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, you listen to that Australian podcast. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I listened to Hamish and Andy, which is, an, well, it used to be an Australian radio show um, mm-hmm. that they shared in podcast form. So they cut out some of the talking, but they cut out all of the music. So you get between sort of half an hour and an hour of just the talking parts of the radio show. And I thought, not only am I listening to this, but I'm actually downloading it and actively listening. It's not like, oh, the radio's on and they happen to be talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of really brought home the point that the guy had made weeks earlier, that actually, if you do get that right sort of person there, it is the presenter or the broadcaster or narrator or whoever that can really engage people with audio. Um, and that's it's really interesting to sort of see that the the growth of some podcasts and people really get on board with their voice or their style of talking or holding the conversation so um i think that's really good that you can sort of say actually over a period of time yeah we've got the listenership has increased however many fold and we've got a lot of people listening at the time and we've got people listening afterwards as well and it's not easy to do and to show that you've kind of consistently had people listen and you've increased the number of people um Mm -hmm. i think really shows that you're doing something between the two of you it might all be joe you never know (laughs) (laughs) it could be it very well could Um, be but yeah it shows that there's something really good then you're doing something really um beneficial and interesting for other people um as well as i'm sure beneficial for yourself as well to be talking about those topics yeah, I, I would definitely agree with you. And like you said, it could just be all Joe. He's uh... <laughs> I'm the one with the face for radio. <laughs> but, uh, I, I think the only yeah, picture we... I've seen of, of Joe is his um, Twitter profile with, um, I'm assuming him, stood holding a guitar. Yes. He's, yeah. He's a good... is, is that Joe? Yes, it is. And is he good on the guitar? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's he's been playing for thirty years. Oh wow. Mm Mhm. Oh. Yeah, he's very very good. Mm. The last band he was in broke up, I think, I want to say, two thousand ten, and that was a real bummer for us. The lead singer had to move, and it was we had gotten so used to the hustle and bustle and doing shows on the weekends and stuff like that so but he teaches now okay yeah so he teaches on sundays and that's working out good for him oh, so that's good i've got a friend that um is a i don't know if they're called coaches like a drumming coach or mm-hmm. instructor um and yeah he really enjoys it and he said it's really it's really good because he gets to kind of keep up with the passion side of it but also show that um kind of encouraging and starting that with with um young people and getting them to take up instruments that aren't always available to some people um mm. was really cool as well so i think 
uh getting involved in that kind of coaching side as well is awesome mm -hmm. yeah it uh it gives him more of a a way to to focus on his playing you know he doesn't get to play as often as he would like obviously mm. but on Sundays that's kind of his day for that and I don't I don't, you know, ask him, well, why are you doing that? I know that the Sunday is his guitar day and he can play when he wants and <laughs> he, he can focus on, you know, the lessons that he's teaching the kids or he can focus on whatever new thing he wants to learn. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, I think we try and kind of cram in a little bit just towards the end of end of the episode with the, um, the mental health blog awards um that we've kind mm -hmm. of spoken a little bit about um but um i've kind of got to the stage where i'm almost looking at um getting some of the promotional stuff done and kind of sharing a lot more of that online but now you're also kind of considering or looking into being able to um kind of celebrate some of the stuff that people do um over in america as well and i think that's really cool to look at um for me kind of the, the to celebrate um the work and the achievement uh and the success of people that actually are, are really not looking for awards they're really not looking for um that kind of recognition and it is about just sharing their story or helping support other people and are often i think sidelined by more popular um topics to be discussed or or shared online and uh that was one of the things that i really wanted to draw attention to that you, you know what it doesn't have to be your main focus it doesn't have to be your main focus to talk about mental health but um some people are really involved in that conversation and that space and i think it's really important to recognize um those people and it, not necessarily as winners of awards but just by having an event to celebrate um that achievement mm -hmm. and that input um of of stuff that is really hard for people to talk about and to to have written that and to be able to share it whether that is a blog post or a video or or a podcast i think is really important and um i really like the idea that um there could be other people uh that look to kind of start up their own thing and do similar things in different places and um i don't know how you feel about kind of just generally celebrating some of the work that people do uh within the mental health field uh, i think it's it's essential to the to the process to kind of take a look around you and and see what whatever what other people are are doing and putting out there you know because it, we are the network, you know, we're, we're all a part of this network, this mental health thing. And, mm. you know, we're all working towards a common goal. So, you know, when you're thinking about what you're doing, it, you know, and you're strictly only on what you're doing, I think that you're cheating yourself. You can learn from, from other people that are in the, I know I've learned a lot from other people that I speak to, say on Twitter, for example. Mm. You know, I've learned a great deal of of different, you know, messages from different topics, and um, 
you know, I'm just really, I've, I know I've said it before, but I'm just really grateful for, for the, the platform to be able to, you know, explore all of these different topics and, and points of view from, you know, other people in the, in the industry, so to speak. Mm. So I definitely think it's, it's a, it's a positive and it's a necessary thing to explore them and to celebrate them because, you know, we're all doing it for a reason, but it never hurts to get a little pat on the back, you know? Yeah. Little attaboy for, for taking the time out of your life to try to help people. Mm. And I think where, um, where you see so much, oh, I don't really know how to word it, so much celebration around um achievements that are achieved on a more regular basis mm-hmm. uh, trying to word that so carefully <laughs> um, <laughs> that um actually the stuff that that happens around the kind of the mental health um story sharing community i think is so important to to give that recognition and to um for some people encourage for some people rewards for some people recognize um mm-hmm. the the work that they do the um the positive effect that their work has had um and to encourage other people to be part of that conversation whether it is as someone else that's talking or actively involved in a discussion or whether it's someone that is gonna um kind of just listen in and that's okay it's okay to just be um uh involved in the conversation in that way and kind of pick up tips and use them for yourself and that's an important role to kind of recognize again and somehow hopefully loosely ties that part of our conversation in to you talking about being a listener earlier <laughs> it's a very yeah, very it all loose... circles back yeah somehow. yeah yeah it's a, it's a very <laughs> loose link but i'll i'll take it <laughs> absolutely um, it's been really cool to kind of sit down and talk through again um, and just get a bit of a catch up as well with you and, and hear some of the stuff that's been going on and hopefully signpost more people to to get involved with Keep, Talk- Keep Talking MH and um, kind of hopefully listen in to some of the podcast episodes or just be aware of some of the, I know at different times you're involved with different campaigns and conversations as well. So um, to get involved with that as well. And if people do want to kind of find out a little bit more about um yourself and what you enjoy doing um where are the best places for them to to kind of find you the best place to find all of my links and all of the ways of stalking me (laughs) are with my my website uh com. uh it has a whole page with with everything my blog my social media and i believe there's also a link to the podcast which is called the uh, voices for change 2.0 ace i like that a central <laughs> point it's a hub it's a hub of knowledge and information <laughs> absolutely oh <laughs> uh, well thank you so much for your time and i know we had a little mix up the other day with um, getting busy with stuff and it was quite nice actually it's been a while since I've had a mix up with times <laughs> <laughs> it makes me chuckle I, I got a bit complacent there with the uh, the UK US times and I'm sure it's yeah. going to happen again soon I think uh, are you due a clock change anywhere soon no we did it uh, a while back now so 
it, it'll it'll be a while now. I okay. think. Okay. Can I, never keep track of no, it. No, because I think they're at similar times. Yours is at a similar time to ours, but it's not at the same time. And oh, it's so confusing. Yeah, it, it is. It's I need to get one of those um, <laughs> round the world clocks, but I just need um, a UK and a US time. <laughs> <laughs> That would be nice. Yeah, although then I'd get caught out with all the different time zones and I'd have to work out where people actually live. Oh, yeah, I'm, I've already made it more confusing than it needed to be. Yeah, it's it's definitely a, a, a stumbling block with doing the podcast and interviewing people in, across the pond, as mm, they say. Yeah. It's uh, figuring out the right time. So mm. It can be a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um thank you so much for coming on and sharing more of your of your story and your adventures and um hopefully we get to to hear a little bit more next time there's something going on we can have another catch up and and hear yeah. about um what's going on and maybe next time we'll be able to organize it so joe can come on as well <laughs> that would be nice he usually is off on tuesdays but this week he has to work so uh, definitely next time we'll we'll do it with him yeah we'll say uh Rebecca's told us that you play the guitar really well and that you really wanted to come on and just do a three minute solo is that (laughs) (laughs) he'd probably do it he'd be shy about it but he'd do it (laughs) oh dear yeah well thank you so much for coming on it was really interesting to talk again yeah thanks for having me I'll talk to you soon no worries talk to you soon bye These are real people, they have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. She's not a great match for me, and that's okay. Most people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate me. Dad came upstairs, and then I heard him say, like, it's happened, and I was like, what's happened? It's difficult dealing with our minds. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. I feel like a lot of the friends that I did have have sort of stopped speaking to me because of it. And the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. Not only did this help me to write it, Mm. it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. And she was like, can you tell me a bit about what's going on? So I told her everything and her face dropped. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it. And they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave, or I could relate to that. Um, And then they want to talk about it.